Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Meet the Mancunian podcast season four. I'm Deepa Thomas Sutcliffe, your friendly host. On the streets and nooks of Manchester, my inspiring Mancunian guests tackle their causes with their grit and passion. They are leaders, worker bees and community hosts and they share their stories to inspire you all through the season. Relax, grab a brew and listen in to the Meet the Mancunian podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also check out all the episodes on my new website www.meetthemancunian.co.uk Looking to help the local community with financial well-being? We hear from Ruth Downs, financial advisor, Platt Partnership in this episode. I'm delighted to introduce my guest, Ruth Downs, financial advisor, the Platt Partnership. Thank you so much, Ruth, for joining me today. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Really excited to hear about all the good work that you're doing to help women find reliable financial advice. So tell us your story. How did you get involved? Wow. Um, well, many moons ago, uh, I dread to tell you how many moons, um, but yeah, I um, I went to visit my mum who lives in Cape Town um, in South Africa. She lives over there now. Um, and I'd seen that her mel- health had massively deteriorated. And um, long story short, I frog marched her to the doctors and I was told that she had um, two to three weeks to live unless she had a double bypass or a valve transplant. My whole world got turned upside down. Um, I gave up my job um, in the UK to go and look after and because her health was so bad, they told me to look into her finances and they said, start getting things in order because we're not sure if she's going to make it. Well, as you can imagine, the first time you look at any kind of financial documentation, there's a a lot of wording, um, a lot of words that can seem quite perplexing. And I reached out to financial advisors in the UK um, and asked for their help. And the response I got was they were predominantly one male. Um, Two, they wouldn't talk to me because... Politely, they said I had nothing to invest and it wasn't worth their time. And then the third thing was that they said I wouldn't be able to understand it in the time frame. Now, I was at the most vulnerable point I'd ever been in my life. I'd given up my career, my friends, my family to move abroad to look after my mum because yep, you only have one mum. And it was um, and I was reaching out for help and no one would help me. 
So I'm, I'm pleased to tell you my mum is fine oh. and she recovered and we got through. But I knew that there was a massive gap in the market for people to have friendly kind of financial advice um, where people can get answers to their questions without being looked down on. Thank you so much. And I think some of the best advice and the best experiences and almost the best businesses probably come from that personal lived experience. So I'm so glad your mom's okay. And I'm glad that gave you the opportunity to kind of find a new direction for yourself. So tell us about how you got involved with the Plant Partnership. So I did my studies and um, I um, I worked with a kind of um, like a training academy um, to get where I am. So I was pretty much trained to do the job whilst in the job um, and yeah, had a wonderful time. But I, I think anyone that has ever been self-employed, there's this calling that tells you that that's where you're meant to be. And I was employed at the time and I decided to make that switch um, to, to being self-employed, but under the Platt Partnership who helped me with all of my um, administration side of the job, um, the power planning side of the job. Um, but I'm self-employed under their wing and they're such a fantastic um, agency. I'm, I had so many offers from different financial um, places to, to, to join them. And um, I chose the Platt Partnership because they understood my values. They understood what it was I was trying to achieve. Um, they didn't want to harness kind of and hold me back with my dreams, but they wanted to push me forward and they wanted to work with me to find how I could do that. Um, and it was important to me to have the expertise within the company of the Platt Partnership so that if there was a complicated case, I can I could lean on someone to ask for their advice because I'm I'm quite thorough. Like even though I know what the right thing is to do, I like to triple check that that is what others may do, um, because I always think if it was me, how would I want to be treated? And they are exactly the yeah. right fit for me, and I'm very blessed to have come across them and to have joined them. So tell us about how you work with women in the UK. Um, you know, who do you help and support and uh, yeah. what impact have you made? I mean, it's not just it's not just women. Um, obviously, there is um, I feel a need within the um, within financial services to to break away from that stereotypical view of um you know, an, kind of the old financial advisor view of someone that you have to have a million pounds to be able to invest um, and it's going to cost a lot of money to work with someone. And I'm trying to debunk all those myths to say, no, you don't have to have a million pounds to, to find about financial advice. You could set up a policy with as little as like 75 pounds or less. Um, it's just about I, I wanted to give someone and give people a safe place to come and chat, even if they had nothing to invest, to put them on the right track. And I think now more than ever, because of inflation rates, interest rates are now rising. There's so much that is going on and people need that accessible, um, friendly financial advice. And whilst, um, whilst on this, I work with, um, with, another um 
how can I put this platform called Leading Ladies in Business. So I host one of their groups as well. And I help run uh, friendly forums as well, where people can come and ask questions, um, be surrounded by like minded business people. And another area that I'm quite passionate about is I also am very proud to help the people who are deaf, so hard of hearing. Um, They're also, you know, group, a community who have felt completely forgotten in financial advice. People that think, I don't know how, where to even start. So I work with some wonderful people um, called the Interpreter Initiative, and they help me in my job to, um, you know, to, to offer financial advice to the deaf. And I'm very, very proud of that. That's really interesting. So tell us more about this, uh, you know, working with people, the interpreter initiative that you talked about and how, how do you reach out to your customer base? Are you tied up with a charity or is, are you volunteering? Yeah, it's, it's more like, for instance, um, I went into the, um, to Manchester, the Deaf Centre there, and we held um, just like an open forum where people knew we were coming in, they could just come in and ask us any questions that they had. Um, and obviously they, the interpreter initiative, they interpreted for me uh, and vice versa, and it worked really well. So um, yeah, they're, they're keen to, you know, to help offer financial advice for the community. And um, so far, it's been really successful. What impact would you say you've made through the through your financial advice? Is that your kitty who's in the corner there? <laughs> oh gosh, yes, it's um, a young kitten who's um, terrorizing the whole place at the minute. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very um, passionate about. I love animals, so um, yeah, he wants to get in- involved. He loves coming onto these calls. Um, so the the impact that I feel I've made is breaking down barriers, letting people know that they don't have to be afraid or nervous or feel like they don't have the knowledge to speak to somebody about financial advice. Um, I couldn't come in into your job and do what you do or vi- and vice versa. So, yeah, I always say there's no such thing as a silly question. And the amount of people that come off the call that I have with them and just feel like a weight has been lifted. You know, I do help change people's, um, you know, view of finances. And that's my main goal is I want to change the way that financial um, advice is viewed to let them know that there are people that genuinely care who would treat their money as if it was like my own. And yeah, help. And I, I love to do that. I think we need, everybody needs a friendly word of advice, doesn't it? And not given in a very legalese manner. So kind of given in a layman speak or a common man's, common man, common woman's language. So it's like I describe pensions to my clients as in, oh, I could go on about portfolios and asset classes and all the rest of it. But instead I go, okay, so where are we going to put your money is essentially in think of it like I mean I don't follow football but for instance we could just use that analogy of like the premiership league um you have the premiership league and that is where all your money kind of um is sat and then within the premiership league you have your teams so you've got Man United, Liverpool, Everton I think that's about all that I can remember of football teams but you have many more that go in and those are kind of your funds 
And then within your funds or your football teams, you have players. So all the individual players that go in and they're kind of your assets. So like your cash, your property, your shares. And that's what makes up your portfolio. And people go, wow, OK, I get it now. Even if they don't follow football like me, they go, I understand it. So then I go, OK, so now we need to understand how much risk you would like to take or how little risk you would like to take. And then we work together to find a solution. I always say I never tell my clients what to do, but I, I, I give them that options and then we work together to find what is going to be best for them and their families. There, there must be challenges along the way um, that you're facing on this you know, on this uh, journey of yours and the goal of making a friendly, a financial advice friendly and easy to understand. So what are those challenges and how have you managed to overcome? Oof, that is a fantastic question. Um, it's been tough. And it's like in everyone's lives, we always come up against challenges and you've got to have that inner belief that this is your calling. This is something that you're meant to do, no matter how shaky the ground may be. And I remember when I first qualified, I was so young and fresh and I was out networking and speaking to as many people as possible. And I got on a call with someone who was quite senior within um, a networking, should we say, group. And I don't want to mention which one, but um, there was me and another financial advisor on the call. And pretty much we were, me and this other financial advisor were like competing against the same um you know, to get the same place. And he, he was absolutely lovely. But then the gentleman that was running it, he basically turned around to me on the call and he told me that there was no place for women in finance. And he openly kind of said this and was like, you'll be lucky to work anywhere, let alone to kind of get into to this group. And I remember I stayed quiet because I'm someone that doesn't like to react. I kind of okay, I'm going to listen and I'm just going to, you know, think about my response. And I remember the other financial, the male financial advisor on the call, he was lovely. And I will never, ever forget this, but he took his headphones because um, we're on a, uh, on like a, a Zoom call and he wrapped them around his neck and he pretended to hang himself as if to go, look, stop. And the guy was like, oh, no, 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 I, I didn't mean it like that. And, and I just went, I think you've said enough. I said, you don't think there's meant to be a place for women in finance? I was like, just watch me. I was like, just watch me because thank you. You've spurred me on to continue to be on this path and to tell me that there is a role for women in finance because of people like you. And... um that was tough. I thought about that for a long time. I got very angry after the call. <laughs> and then as we all do, we analyze it. Um, and then I decided, yeah, I'm, I'm going to use this as fuel to power me on to know that there is. And I've had it from the other side as well. I have to say, I've had women um, that have kind of come to me um, and have then um, they've kind of been how can I put this? Um, from the previous company I was at, there was like a client um, base where we would all get allocated different clients. And I got allocated this one lady and she hadn't even spoken to me, but she told me if it's okay, I'd rather a male financial advisor. So it's not just one way, it's both. And I think there's still things that shock me about the old fashioned view that men should be handling finances 
and and that's the way it should be. Whereas I, some of my clients are, are divorced women who have no idea where to start and have come out of bad relationships and want a female to help them, to guide them. And to have that, you know, is a different energy that you that you deal with. So I definitely think there's a market there. And these are the challenges that I do come up against every day. And I feel I have to work twice as hard to be in this industry to prove myself. But that makes me really, really good at what I do. So I'm happy to continue with that. That's a very positive attitude to stereotyping and taking it as a good challenge to, you know, prove yourself and to show uh, the difference you can make and absolutely go for it, Ruth. Shine on. I I always believe that, you know, women and men can do anything they want exactly. to. Uh, and it's really in your mind. As long as you're up for it, the sky's the limit, isn't it? It's hard. You have to practice every day a growth mindset. And it's not easy. Yes. And there's days when it's really hard. But I do believe that you should, every experience that you have, you have to power, let it empower you to to move forward and to be better. Um, and I always turn it around and go, how can I use that to make me a better person? And what can I learn for this? Because when you look inside to yourself, that's where the growth happens and where you can use it for positivity. Absolutely. Very positive way to look at this. Now, how can interested people reach out to you and learn more? So I have, um, I do have a website. Um, so it's just my name, which is um, www.ruthdowns.com. Um, and it's D-O-W-N-S. Um, there's no E in it. So um, so you can have a look on there. And it gives, once again, a bit of background about how I got started and I also created it because I think finance is a very personal journey. My clients tell me a lot about themselves, their lives, um, you know, how they had the, their relationship with money, which often starts with when they were at school. Um, so I wanted to kind of do something for that for others that might be looking to know who they're going to work with. So I created this website and it's got bits about um, me as well about what I like to do in my own spare time, how I got into this and how I help my clients as well as testimonials that I've done. So they can reach out, I mean, pretty much by any medium, LinkedIn, um, obviously it's my name, you've got um, Instagram, I mean, I help a lot of veterinarians as well. Um, I would have loved to have been a veterinarian in another life. Um, but I am too emotional around animals. So like even when my cat goes for a checkup, I have to leave the room. I'm like, nope, I can't, I can't deal with this. You're gonna have to deal with it. And um, so I think the next best thing is to be able to help veterinarians and people who care for animals um, and help them with their financial journey. Um, I think if you love what you do, you will never work a day in your life. And often I do 12, 15 hour days. And it's like my fiance is like, come on, Ruth, you know, it's time for bed. And I come in, I've got this beaming grin on my face. And I'm like, you know, today's been so productive. I've really felt like I've helped a lot of people. And I've people come on the call so nervous. And then they come off feeling like this weight's been lifted. And that just, I mean, I'm, I'm getting all like passionate about it now. But it's um, it's a joy to be able to do and to find your passion 
and to find what your calling is and 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 to get so much enjoyment out of it truly i i can hear that coming right out of you so that's great is there any volunteering that you do is is everything that you do uh part of your business or is there other things that you no. do i do a lot of volunteering um like the leading ladies in business that's not mine so i volunteer to kind of like host the groups um when i go into um like for instance when i was talking about manchester deaf center um that is going in and working with the interpreter initiative and it's it's completely um free free service to to go it's what we call financial well-being workshops so it's not necessarily with a specific charity but it's my way of trying to give back to reach as many people as possible um because especially with covid and even pre-covid mental well-being is intrinsically linked with financial well-being um and so many people wake up like worried about money um and worried about what they're going to do so if i can go in and say look we were very British about it. We bury our heads in the sand. And if it doesn't, if we don't look at it, it doesn't exist. So what, what my thing is to say, look, would you rather your finances take control of you? Or would you like to take control of your finances by working out what goes where? And the first step is we, we fill in this financial questionnaire. They can fill it in alone. We can fill it in together. And I've often helped people find money that they didn't even know they had i've helped money uh, people cancel direct debits that they didn't even realize they were still paying so i've saved money and they're like wow unless i'd have done this exercise i'd have never have known and they feel so much better so i do a lot of financial well-being in the workplace where i go in and i speak to employees um from all different um, backgrounds all different types of companies um, and especially focusing on obviously the deaf community now um, and helping them know that they have access to friendly financial advice um, from someone that they can trust. And obviously with um, interpreters, like I'll say, I'll come to you. You don't have to come to us. We'll come to an environment that you're comfortable in and we can do this um, in your home. And often I, I advise with a member of their family or a friend or someone that's with them. Oh, what advice would you have for somebody looking to start something similar in another part of the world or another part of the UK? Because we now have listeners from 41 countries, so maybe somebody gets inspired by our journey. Wow, incredible. I'd say go for it. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Um absolutely reach out I will have a call with you I will tell you about my journey I will tell you how I got started what the process is kind of warts and all you know the good the bad um you know the studying is um it's pretty hard but there's people out there that can make it you know like enjoyable and I found those kind of people along my journey um so if you're considering a career change or thinking about that you want to give back and help. And if it's in the financial industry, then absolutely. There are so many different places that I could refer you to and training programs that pay you to do the job whilst in the job 
or if you want to do another job, you can do your studies in your own time. So many different options. And I will never forget when I came back, I said to my fiance at the time, um, because I came back from Cape Town and obviously I didn't have a job. And I said, I really think that this is what I want to do. But I'd had an, I'd been headhunted by a company that was waiting for me to, to kind of come back. And they, they were offering me double my salary of what I was on before I left. It was a different company. And I was like, I, it was like this golden carrot was dangling in front of me. And I was like, I could go there. I know this inside out, this job, and I could do it easily. Or I could take the hard road. It was going to be a pay cut. It was going to be learning again. But then I could really have a chance to do something that I felt was giving back as well and helping people's everyday lives. Um, and yeah, I, and my my, part, my fiance just looked and he went, you've never been one to take the easy road, Ruth. Go for it. So I think if you have that, you know, you've got a support network, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, whether it is your partner, I 100% say, you know, go for it. And nothing ventured, nothing gained. Um, you and, and growth only happens outside your comfort zone. So the good, true. the bad. Like I've had, so, like when I moved to Cape Town, that was the worst time in my life. Um, you know, potentially nearly losing my mom and new country that had its own challenges. Um and that was that was really really tough. But the strongest steel is forged in the hottest fires, and that really did shape me. And I came back a different person from that experience, and it led me to where I am today. So I will forever be thankful for that difficult period, and for the teachings and the blessings that it also gave me. I think it's a really good shout. I mean, I I did my MBA when I was in Saudi Arabia, and partly in the pandemic here as well. And it was because I was there, I finally, uh, you know, it was a goal for many, many years and I kept putting it off, kept putting it off. But then I finally took the plunge. So absolutely uh, resonate with you. Uh, an opportunity for you to talk about anything I haven't asked you about. Um, I think you've pretty much answered it. I just, I really want to tell people, don't ever let anyone tell you you can't. Because if you want to do it and there's something in the back of your mind, then go and explore it because life is too short. And what's the worst that can happen? Because I wouldn't class it as you fail doing that because you gave it a go and you realize that that was something that might, you know, might not have been your path. But when one door closes, another opens and always try and have that positive mentality and surround yourself with people that you aspire to be like and or who you look up to because it really that has been a big thing for me because doing this job certain people fell by the wayside that I thought were really close because they didn't support what I was doing but that opened it up for people who were super supportive to step in and um it has been a real journey but it's been one that I wouldn't change for the world and I'm so thankful Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to go to now my signature question that I ask all my guests. So first of all, describe the Mancunian spirit in a word or a phrase. Oh, the word tenacious comes to mind. Like 
I don't even know if that's the right the right word. Um, it's a good word, I think. Perseverance. Yeah, yeah very much so. Um, and one of my first guests said Mancunians are, are fierce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have fire in our belly. I think everyone does. Um, but Mancunians especially, we... Um, oh, yeah, we have a, a very strong community I don't know what the word is it's like we all kind of plug together I'm very very proud we're very proud uh, people proud of where we're from no matter where I've been in the world I'm glad your journey brought you back to Manchester can you share a Mancunian who inspires you and why a Mancunian um my dad I think because he got he's got an MBE for services to the um, entertainment industry. So we've been to Buckingham Palace and we've we've seen that, but he's had businesses that he's opened and businesses that have failed and businesses that have done exceptionally well. He's reinvented, you know, his, his career as times have changed. Um, and, you know, he's always been very composed and... Um, a true businessman so yeah i i really look up to him i don't think he knows that <laughs> i hope he can listen to this podcast and hear that because uh shout out to your dad it's he sounds wonderful what's the most important life lesson you've learned um that every single thing that happens to you there's a reason for it and you just have to don't look don't look out always look what your lesson lesson is and how you can do better um so like don't don't place blame on others always um turn it around and think right if I was in that situation again what would I do differently um and never let anyone tell you you can't I, lo I love my family but I, there was only I, there's only one person in my family that I think believed that I could get to where I am now, and they're all even they admit it now. They go, "Oh, I didn't think you'd make it all the way through," and it's like just have that belief and just listen to your inner 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 gut. Thank you for sharing that. It's a great great life lesson because I think that inner belief or that self confidence it can take you places. Because you keep you you keep yourself going when maybe others around you aren't as uh, as confident. I have to say, I'm not necessarily a very confident person, and you know, I'm saying this because I, I'm forgetting that there's going to be tons of people listening to this. Um, <laughs> but it's it's more like we're just having a um, a conversation, so I don't want people to think, oh gosh, she sounds really confident. She knows what she's doing. I really like. I mean, obviously in finance, I know what I'm doing. Um, but every day is a lesson. And I always think, what can I learn from what I did today? And how can I make that better? That growth mindset. Um, and it's something I have to work really hard at. So everyone that's listening can do it. Thank you. And I, I believe that too. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? I, you know... Myself and my, my fiance, he asked me, we always have these kind of random questions and I can never answer that. I think my superpower would be to heal people. 
I would love to be able to, and animals. Oh, or speak to animals. I would, oh, I don't know. There's so many. <laughs> yeah, I think I would love to be able to heal people's pain um, and help them or, yeah, or, or speak to animals. I know that's two. That's being greedy. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I, can't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going to gift you two because I love animals too. So that sounds that sounds really nice. And hopefully that kitten and you can have a long <laughs> chat later. <laughs> It'd probably just be feed me now. That's what it would be. <laughs> and play with me, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Is there a funny story you'd like to share with listeners? Maybe something from your work or something from being in Manchester? Oh, I'll never forget a client once and... Um... She was, she's one of, uh, basically one of my closest friends. Um, and she waited till I qualified, but God love her. Um, she, there's, have you heard of, um, individual savings accounts also known as ISAs? Yes. I think I've seen something like that from Santander. Yeah, you have, you have cash ISAs and you have like stocks and shares ISAs. Uh, but they're called ISAs um, because it's individual savings accounts, ISA, ISAs. And I remember she was, we, we set this, this, um, an, an ISA up for her. And I came to meet her and she was like, right, so we're invested in ISIS and we're going to go and do these. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. There's a big difference between ISIS and ISA. You're invested in ISA. And she was like, oh, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss me, you know, and it was like, we obviously had a laugh. I was like, yeah, hope no one's listening to this. Um, but yeah, it is an <laughs> ISA. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's actually spurred me on to kind of write a book to help beginners in learn about finance, but do it with a comical kind of value, not just like, oh, this is stocks, this is shares, and actually share some of the stories that I'll have. But yeah, yeah. Um, that that'd be interesting. I'd love to hear about. Yeah, that. I'm still. I'm just in the kind of final stages of writing it, and then um, I need to find um, a way to to get it published and to look into it. But yeah, it's um, once again. I wanted to offer it to to people who might not feel confident meeting a financial advisor um, and might just want to kind of learn the basics before and some of the terminology. So like have a glossary at the back with all the terms so that if they go, I don't know what that is, and they yeah. can turn to the back. Um, and a very, very easy, simple, simple um, guide to finances. Sounds great. And Ruth, you must, you must let us know all about it. Thank you so much. This is all I have for now. So... It was a real pleasure and thanks so much for sharing your story. If no, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Ruth, I really enjoyed learning about helping the community with financial advice today. Dear listener, thank you so much for listening to the fifth episode of the Meet the Mancunian podcast season four. I hope this episode and the podcast itself encourages you to follow your passions, inspired by the amazing Mancunian guests who feature here. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode or log on to www.meetthemancunian.co.uk to listen to all the episodes and learn more about my podcasting story. Next week on Tuesday, 27 December 2022, the Meet the Mancunian podcast talks to Lauren Rose Green about helping the homeless. Please do leave a review or a voice message 
on my website www.meetthemankunion.co.uk. It takes only a few minutes. Thank you.